0: Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Psych You Out, the rewatch podcast all about your favorite comedy crime show, Psych. That works. <laughs> I practiced. Okay. I'm Jane. I'm Olivia. Welcome to the show. Welcome. It's the finale of season one. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. It is episode 15, mm-hmm. and it's called Scary Sherry, Ooh. Bianca's Toast an interesting title
1: it makes sense though
0: it does but it's just it's
1: interesting title interesting
0: it's not a typical i mean the fact that it has a colon in it (laughs) i mean because you don't know who the episode's about is it about sherry or is it about bianca
1: technically it's about both
0: i know but is it yes we'll find out it's Halloween night. Okay, here's what's interesting about this episode. It aired in March okay. of 2007. You would think it being a Halloween. Wait, did
1: you say 2007? Yes. Why don't you just say 2007?
0: <laughs> because I, my brain opted to say 2007.
1: I don't like it.
0: It's just like people would say 1908. You know, yeah, just, but that makes number
1: that makes sense. How it's nineteen oh eight. But twenty oh seven just sounds stupid. Okay, well.
0: Color me stupid then. Anyway, it aired in March of two thousand seven and it kinda had a Halloween vibe to it. But clearly not a Halloween episode.
1: Yeah, there's Christmas episodes that obviously don't air during Christmas time.
0: Oh come on, most Christmas themed no, episodes. No,
1: no, not all of them. Name one. How am I supposed to know every single Christmas episode? If you're going
0: to make that kind of claim, you need to back it up and name one Fine, I will
1: look one up for you.
0: Hmm. Good luck with that. So it's Halloween night. It's 1987. It's young Gus and Sean are trick-or-treating. Sean is dressed as a cop and he looks miserable. He clearly didn't want to be dressed up as a cop. And Gus is dressed up as Landau Calrissian from Star Wars. So you know that Sean probably wanted to go as Han Solo. And his dad put the kibosh on that. But they uh, are trick-or-treating and they want to go home and eat the candy. And Henry says, nope, I need to take your candy to the police station. And we're going to x-ray it to make sure there's no razor blades in it. Well, as they're driving there, well, first of all, Halloween candy. I know it's, uh, so. well, you know what? I take it back. The whole thing is an urban legend, right? So there's an urban legend that there are needles and razor blades and all that stuff in the uh, Yeah, I've never candy. understood
1: that. Candy is small. I mean, unless you're getting like family size. Right. But still, you have wrappers to that stuff. Yeah, and
0: there's no way to hide a razor blade in there because you'd see that the candy was all jacked yeah. up. You know, but anyway, so I the whole episode is an urban legend, isn't it? Because it's the urban legend of Scary Sherry. So I I literally, just as I was talking, I clued into the fact that there's multiple urban legends going in this episode. So anyway, as they are driving to the police station to get the candy x-rayed, Henry gets a call over the police radio. No, a guy comes and pounds on his police car window and says, we need your help right now. Come to Wispy Pines Mental Institute and help this woman who's threatening to commit suicide. And so Henry goes up and, you know, he has the two kids in the car and he says, you kids stay here, close your eyes, do not open them, whatever you do. And Henry goes rushing in to help this, this person who's standing in a window ledge, Sean and Gus are sitting in the car and obviously they open their eyes to look. And right as they start to see the woman jumping out of the window, Gus covers Sean's eyes so that Sean's eyes rather so that he can't see this woman actually jumping to her death. And then a a few seconds later, they uncover their eyes and the woman's not in the window anymore. So they're horrified that this woman has jumped to her her death. At that point, uh, Scary Sherry becomes an urban legend about this woman haunting this abandoned facility. So cut to 20 years later, there's a girl named Doreen who is being chased throughout this abandoned mental hospital. And she ends up in room 413. And uh, as she is trying to escape or, you know, runs into the room to escape whatever's chasing her, whatever ghost is chasing her, she gets scared by a reflection in the glass and falls through the very same window that Scary Sherry had jumped out of 20 years earlier. So that's that's kind of
1: the intro, the
0: intro to what the episode is going to be about. So Sean have you found a Christmas episode yet? Still looking. I've noticed you're being very quiet because you're searching a very long time looking for a non Christmas Christmas episode. Yep. I will once again say good luck.
1: <laughs> I'll find one.
0: <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. So far I'm
1: getting a lot of December 5th, December 10th. I'm that counts also, as Christmas. I know. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of things are giving me dates. I'm you, having a...
0: You need to find something that aired in like February, I know. May, July. No, July doesn't count because there's Christmas in July. No, nah, so that's February, only Walmart. May, that, August.
1: No. The Christmas in July is only Hallmark. If it's in July, No, but it's not July Hallmark...
0: is known as the halfway mark to Christmas. So a lot of people do Christmas in July, not just Hallmark. Uh, no. Either way, I'm that only... doesn't count.
1: No. If it's in July, uh-uh. I'm going to count it. You nope. might nope. not, but I am. Nope.
0: Nope. So Sean and Gus come into the psych office, and they're dressed in, like, workout gear. Like, they've been playing a game. It turns out they've been playing Badminton. And they walk in and they see this cute college co-ed is standing in their office. And they are both immediately drawn to this woman dressed in pink. And she turns around and it's Juliet. And apparently Juliet has been undercover in a sorority, um, basically the college campus where this, uh, this woman fell to her death. Sorry, let me rephrase that. The woman that fell to her death went to the college and Juliet has gone undercover in the girl's sorority to try and figure out what might have happened. That's a better way of describing what happened. The theory is is that Doreen um, actually killed herself as part of a copycat from the original suicide from 20 years ago. But Juliet tells the guys that she thinks that there's something else going on and that that's not what What actually happened. Yeah. She thinks that the sorority sisters know more than they're letting on. And it's funny because obviously Juliet is several years older than these girls, but she's like, these girls are terrible. Yeah. They are just mean and vicious. And she says they're demons. And I can't believe the girls are actually like this. And so she asks Sean to come to the sorority house to do a psychic read on these girls Mm -hmm. and see if he thinks they're really being haunted by Doreen's ghost. Yeah. Meanwhile, back at the station, the B story comes into play. Lasseter goes into a conference room and sitting there is this older lady and he says, you need to get out of here. I'm about to have a meeting with a new rookie that I'm supposed to be helping. And she says, I'm the rookie. And he's like, how on earth can you possibly be the rookie because you're older than I am? It's basically what he says. Yeah. And she, the woman is played by Mercedes Raul Who's a great actress who's been around forever. And she was so funny. She plays a rookie named Goochberg and she is sassy and cranky and has an attitude and has life stories that you just want to ask her i don't for more detail you are horrible she was a fun fun character no maybe not to you but to me
1: did not like Goochberg.
0: she admits that she passed that she took the uh, police test 14 times
1: 13 times
0: she passed on her 14th time she, she took the- it
1: 13 times and failed
0: and then she took it the 14th time and passed Yes, that's how math works. I'm done with you. <laughs> so she tells Lassiter that he has to basically train her whether he likes it or not. So that's a great intro to that B storyline. Other, well, I'll tell it at the end. So back at the sorority house, Sean and Gus are there and they're kind of doing a fake psychic reading with the girls trying to figure out whether the house is haunted by Doreen or per Juliet's fear that they had something to do with Doreen's death. And while they're there, weird things start to happen where the lights flicker on and off and a vase falls off the fireplace mantle and a lamp falls over, you know, just really weird stuff. And so when the lights finally come back on, Gus and Sean have disappeared, and that is because they ran out of the house and, and hurt Gus's, Gus's car because it scared them to death that all this stuff was happening. And it wasn't something that they did to try and fake yeah. some sort of ghost thing. So Gus basically leaves Sean behind to investigate and Sean finds out you know, through his looking around that it was all tricks. It was there were speakers and wires and a floodlight. And um, Juliet says that, you know, it could have been anybody that set it up. But, you know, even the girls inside the house, it could have been. But she thinks that Doreen's best friend, I think from childhood, was it a childhood best friend? Yes. That she probably has, you know, something, some uh, bitterness related to Doreen being in this sorority. And so that she might be somebody that they need to look into as this best friend. So now we're back at the psych office, and Gus has been researching on his own. He thinks that Doreen had too much to live for to actually commit suicide, that there's no way that a girl with all those future possibilities would have taken her own life. In looking at a picture of the crime scene of of the window, it looks to him as though the latch was undone or not undone, but that it was broken. And so her falling through the window was probably accidental because if the latch had not been broken, it would have held her if she fell against it, I guess was his his thinking. And so uh, one of the things that had happened in the sorority house was that uh, the voice that they kept hearing was saying ACNAB. And so Gus was going through trying to figure out what kind of language that was, you know, what it could possibly, what it could possibly mean. And Sean writes it down on the board, how he thinks it's spelled. And then he looks at a reflection that shows a reflection of the board and it spells out Bianca. Bianca.
1: I just want to say that I even said before he did did it.
0: You did. And Bianca was one of the sorority sisters um, that lived in the house with Doreen. And so that's definitely a clue. And Sean takes it to mean that Bianca is actually in danger that the voice, whoever was doing that voice had Bianca in their sights to mess with next. Yeah. As it were, we then see a scene. So Bianca has been stressed. Like earlier that day, they were passing out flyers and she was very scared about everything. Yeah. And one of the other sorority sisters was like, you need to calm down. And she's like, no, I am genuinely scared about what's going on. This isn't right and you know I'm right to be freaked out. Well, that night she was t- trying to take a bath and kind of calm down and we see a figure plugging in an extension cord and next thing we know the window of the bathroom opens and somebody drops a toaster into Bianca's bathtub and she electrocutes herself to death. And so Bianca is now victim number two. Yep. Are you still looking up TV shows? Yes, I am are you still failing yes thank you
1: i've okay so never mind no go ahead no i I, it's i i've been searching up christmas (laughs) springtime (laughs) like i'm getting the wikipedia page for a list of christmas episodes and it gives me links to the show but not the clear like this is the christmas episode and it's
0: making you annoyed yes all right, so we're back at the police station, and now Chief Vic is grilling another girl in the, in the sorority house named Betty, and Betty is the one who had been harassing Bianca earlier that day at the when they were passing out flyers, and kind of the leader of the Mean Girls. She's like the Regina George of the campus. Do you know the Regina George reference? No, because you refuse to watch Mean Girls, which is but one of I the do know the ever. reference.
1: I'm not stupid.
0: <laughs> I didn't say you were stupid. Just that you need to watch that movie. I
1: refuse. I It's not my kind of movie. I'm sorry to say it, mother.
0: It's by Tina Fey. She's I don't great. care who it's by. You're being mean today. Why are you being mean? You're very crabby.
1: I'm allowed to be crabby.
0: Why are you crabby? <laughs> share share with me, Olivia, and tell me. Share for the podcast. Ignore the podcast. I'll I'll cut this out. I'm, I won't cut this I'm out, but go ahead and tell I'm me <laughs> why you just came home from spending a couple hundred bucks at the food store and got I buying zero dollars. Okay, your father just took you to a food store and stocked you up on all your snacks that you love so much. I know, so you should be happy. I know. But you're crabby. Because
1: I'm allowed to be crabby sometimes. No,
0: you should be in a good mood. It, you shouldn't flip on a dime like that. You're not 13. Last night I was you're real not happy until
1: through- my internet decided it <laughs> didn't
0: want to work. But we're talking about now. <laughs> Why are you crabby now? Is it because you can't find the Christmas episode? A little bit, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, where were we? Okay, so they're, in, they're uh, interrogating Betty. Well, not interrogating her, but they're questioning no, they're inter- her. No,
1: they're basically interrogating
0: her. And she finally breaks down, and she admits that as part of a hazing ritual, she and Bianca had taken Doreen to the Wispy Sunny Pines. It took me a second to remember the hospital. <laughs> the Wispy Sunny Pines uh, Hospital to do play a prank on her and kind of haze her into the sorority.
1: Do you count? After Christmas, still December, but after Christmas. No,
0: because it's only a week in December after Christmas. So that's technically between Christmas and New Year's Eve, still Christmas.
1: Mm. (laughs) Well, that's going to be a problem.
0: So anyway, so they admit that they were hazing Doreen and then in the process of scaring her, she accidentally fell through that window and that Bianca actually tried to catch her but was too late and wasn't able to catch her and she uh, they were so freaked out that they buried uh the nightgown that Bianca had been wearing as part of her costume in some like tar pits that were nearby because they didn't want it to be discovered. And so now we go back to the psych office and Gus tells Sean that he thinks Alice Bundy is pretty much the top suspect at this point. And Juliet had met Alice Bundy the same day that they were passing out flyers. Juliet saw her and went over and introduced herself and basically said, look, if you want to talk about what happened to Doreen, I'm here for you. And Alice was clearly not a sorority girl type. You know, she was not a sorority person. And so she basically judged Juliet on on her appearance and looking like a typical sorority girl. And was like, I already hate you. Just because of what you stand for, I'm not going to talk to you at all. And so, you know, that was kind of our introduction to Alice. I've got... Oh, you I've have I've made a revelation. Oh, okay. What's the revelation? So,
1: the wiki page that I've been looking at does uh-huh. not count the episode that we are currently talking about as a Christmas episode.
0: That's because it's a Halloween episode.
1: That's... I've realized this now. <laughs> ah! No! i ruined it! Ah! I thought I made a point. I didn't. i <laughs> Ha!
0: I am increasingly not Wait, no, being crabby.
1: No, okay. <laughs> no, I'm annoyed. <laughs> this is a Halloween episode. Why am I looking at Christmas episodes?
0: Because I made the point that this is a Halloween episode that aired in March. And you said, well, there's plenty of Christmas episodes no. that don't air at Christmas. Yes, you did. <laughs> and I said, that is false. <laughs> what is Christmas episodes only air at Christmas.
1: You said this was in 2007? Yes. <laughs> psych 2007
0: episode. Right, in March of 2007.
1: Exactly. So technically there is when it's Psych. Give me. A, give me a.
0: You are you are I I think the sugar from your snacks has reached your brain finally. <laughs> You've already forgotten what your mission was. Coffee face. <laughs> your your mission was to find a Christmas episode that aired in any month other than December.
1: It aired in December.
0: What did? What did
1: the psychics?
0: This one? No. What one? The Christmas
1: episode. That of I was course, it to...
0: did. Oh my gosh! We're moving on. No, this I... episode is going to be like a billion hours long because you're determined to prove a point that's unprovable. If,
1: if I don't prove it now, I'll prove
0: it <laughs> all right. So Gus tells. I can't believe I'm staying on track. Gus tells Sean that he thinks Alice is the top suspect. And Sean says, no, you know, there, she has an airtight, alibi. you know, alibi. She can prove where she was. And, uh, the reason why is because Alice actually lives with Doreen's family and, uh, she was up in Doreen's room the whole night. No, I'm sorry, Sean doesn't say that. Gus says that, that he thinks that she's the suspect, but she has an airtight alibi. And Sean says, Uh, -uh, no such thing as an airtight alibi. That's impossible. And he is convinced also that Alice did it. It goes to question her. Just needs to figure out how she accomplished it. And so they, Sean goes to talk to Alice. This is our pineapple reference. He literally literally holds a pineapple and says, I wonder how we can split this. And then he chats her up and she's like, you're a cop. And he says, no, I'll do you one better. I'm a psychic. And she's like, okay, we're done. I'm not even going to deal with you. Yeah. And basically the only thing that Sean finds out is that Doreen and Alice really were true best friends. And they always did everything together.
1: Do you count Netflix Christmas?
0: No. You need to give up. No, I refuse. You need to be involved in this episode, Olivia. We're doing something here. No?
1: I might have just found
0: it. No, we're moving on.
1: Do you count November?
0: Only if it's after Thanksgiving. uh, Only if it's before Thanksgiving. What's the date? You
1: need to find out. If
0: it's anything past the 22nd. What if it's on
1: the 22nd?
0: That is also considered a Christmas episode.
1: (laughs) I hate you. What was it? Uh, Giving of the Ghost, the ninth episode of the second season of a series called Ugly Betty, aired on November 22nd, 2007.
0: Nope. That is considered Christmas. No! (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we're back to our B storyline. And Lasseter and Gooch, as her friends call her, they are investigating a robbery at a convenience store and Gooch goes into super cop mode and basically attacks the victim trying to get information out of him. And Lassie's standing there going, he's the victim. What are you doing? And she's like, and the, the guy runs away to get away from Gooch and she's like, you need to go chase him. And he's like, no, victim. he's the victim. We're not, why are you being so mean to the victim? I don't understand this. Yeah, I just continue to love the Goochberg-Lasseter storyline. No, It was great. No. Back at the sorority, Juliet is expecting to go to a party and gets an invitation to a candlelight vigil for Doreen at the Wispy, Pine, Wispy Sunny Pines Mental Hospital. And so she decides rather than go to the party, everyone's going to the candlelight vigil, so she'll do that. Well, later that night, Gus and Sean are over at Henry's house and they're ha- enjoying dinner. And I find it funny that most of the dinners at Henry's house are takeout. He hardly ever cooks. No,
1: uh, he cooks stuff. Most of the time it's fish.
0: Well, that makes sense because he likes to fish. But a lot of the times also <laughs> they're having takeout. And one thing they're doing in this episode is having... Takeout. And so they're sitting there anyway, anyway, they're eating dinner and Sean kind of makes an excuse for them to leave. And, uh, Henry says, look, I know about the wispy sunny pines. I know that that's what you're working on. Sean says, well, yeah. And it's a really important case because we were there when scary Sherry jumped Henry says, um, you had your eyes open and I told you to close your eyes. And Sean and Gus both say, yeah, we, we totally saw. And Gus is like, well, we didn't really see because I covered his eyes at the last minute. But then when we saw him again, the window was empty and it was clear that she jumped. And Henry's like, au contraire. What you didn't see was that I pulled her back in at the last minute before she could jump. And so no, she did not actually die. She's probably married and living in Fresno right now. And Sean and Gus's minds are pretty much blown that uh, it didn't happen the way they thought it did, and that they actually ended up being the ones to start the urban legend. Yeah, it, they were real proud of that. They were very proud of that. They went to school and they told the story about this girl jumping, and and it took on from went on from there and took off. And so they were the actual creators and they were pretty stoked that they were the ones that created that urban legend. So, uh, the next day, Sean and Gus head over to the college to continue with their investigation. Uh, no, I'm sorry. They go over to Doreen's family's house because they want to talk to Alice Bundy. And when they get there, no one's home except for the housekeeper. The family is over at the cemetery. And so Gus fakes uh, a cat being missing and is able to get into the house. And while Gus is keeping the housekeeper busy, Sean goes into another room
1: to look for
0: to look for clues. And he finds I it- found one. All right. What what'd you it's find? E-
1: OK, so I found one and then I was like, mm, let me read the description to find out. But now I got one with Christmas in the name. So it's okay. even better. All right. What is it? Christmas Waltz, the 10th episode of the fifth season of Mad Men. Aired on May 20th,
0: 2012. <laughs> all right. It took you 25 minutes. I don't
1: care. I did it.
0: <laughs> Congratulations.
1: And then the other one that I found was on November 8th. Also from Mad Men.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Christmas Waltz from Mad Men. Aired in May. They
1: actually had three. All three of their Christmas specials. The third one is on August 1st. So... Christmas episode,
0: not in December or November. (laughs) All right, so... Point me. (laughs) So Gus is distracting the housekeeper while Sean is in another part. She's dancing right now, y'all. I'm
1: so happy. (laughs) I did it.
0: (laughs) My hard work. (laughs) Sean... Finds a picture of Doreen and Alice and sees that they're both wearing like best friend rings
1: that he had seen. She was wearing both of. Right, earlier. he
0: remembered when he was talking to her at the school campus that she was wearing both rings.
1: I'm gonna be a lot. I'm gonna be more talkative in this episode now.
0: Okay, good because we got like five minutes to go. You're welcome. <laughs> so Sean is confident now that Alice is the person, and so he goes racing out of the house.
1: Well, he's not confident then. He just knows that they are. Like, they're close.
0: Right. But why would she have Doreen's ring?
1: Because Doreen died.
0: I know, but how does she get the ring? Anyway, moving on.
1: I'm going to assume the family ended up being able to see the body. We'll see. They have to hold a funeral, so they got to, at some point...
0: You know what? Go back to looking for Christmas episodes.
1: No. <laughs> and he finds out... And now out, I've oh, lost my place. No, I've done so well no, keeping my No, I'll tell place. you right now. I'll tell you how he, he figures it out. When he's leaving with Gus... No. Yes, when he's leaving with Gus, he sees on the side of the house that there's a bunch of tar tracks on the side of the house, and he remembers from earlier.
0: The talk with Betty.
1: Yep, where she was like, we put the dress in the tar pit. Mm -hmm. Sean remembers, and is like, you know, when they do the little flashback scene, she's there as well, and she's, you know, taking the dress out. So, yeah, that's how he's like, for sure, it was her. And he's like, Juliet. Is in trouble because Gus comes out and he's talking about how she's been invited to this candlelight vigil. And that's where the family is doing this funeral. But Gus has just found out from the housekeeper or whatever that they're at the cemetery.
0: Correct. Yeah. Sean had gotten a call from one of the sorority sisters stating that Mary Lou, who was Juliet, was going to this candlelight vigil. Yep. So he realizes Juliet is in danger. This is not a good thing and they leave immediately and call Lasseter for backup Backup. backup because they need help so we're now back at Wispy Sunny Pines or whatever it's called and Alice is leading Juliet through and Alice is like and when Juliet got there she's like I should probably call for I backup. should probably call for backup but before she gets a chance to and before she gets a chance to answer the call from Sean that's coming in yeah Alice is outside going come on we're all in here waiting on you you know go ahead and yeah. come in and so she's like alright I'll just go in you know clearly this is okay so they go in and she notices, you know, there's there's a lot of candles. This must have taken hours to set up all yeah. these candles. And that made me laugh. And I'll go into that at the end.
1: I'll say this much. My first thought was this has to be a fire hazard.
0: <laughs> yes, I agree. So Alice leads her upstairs and says they're all meeting in room 413. Which and is? It was just the room that Doreen died in and the room from Scary Sherry. Yeah. So Juliet goes in, and there's like this weird candle, circle candle. There's a circle
1: with a dress. There's babies hanging from the ceiling.
0: Barbies and dolls and everything hanging from the ceiling, and it's really, really wacky, really, really creepy. And Juliet says, what is going on here? And that's when Alice...
1: And And the whole episode, she's been, I don't know, it's like a weird fake voice. She's finally gone back to how she normally talks.
0: I don't yes, know if Juliet you know has. Oh, yeah. 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 She wasn't the co-ed voice anymore. Yeah. It was, She's like, uh, what Juliet. Yeah. So Alice appears out of the dark and basically says, it's your fault that Doreen felt the need to be somebody different. Yeah. It's people and not, like you. And who... not be friends with me anymore. And so it's really you that took her away. You know, just people like you. And so you're, you're going to pay. And she starts swinging this axe and... Kudos to Juliet that she's able to uh, you know dodge. dodge and weave and not get hit with that very shiny brand new axe. Yes,
1: I was gonna say at some point it looked like the actual you know like axe part mm. was going to pop off. I'll be honest, because oh, you could. I don't. Yeah, I just I had noticed that the difference from like you know where the axe is supposed to sit on the wood or whatever at the very bottom, it like had moved up a bunch, so it was a different looking color wood.
0: Oh, hmm. So Gus and Sean and Lassie all arrive at the wispy sunny pines at the same time. Sean's very excited. He's like, Lassie, we're really starting to sparkle we're and pop. Doing it. You know, and is, mm-hmm. We're doing The timing is we're here. We're cooking with gas and they all go running in and <laughs> Gus is like, okay, you're, I am not to go first. I am not to go last. Well, he made <laughs> we those set of rules, rules at the house. Yeah. Very, very funny set of rules. And Sean is like fine, whatever. So they get in the house and and Gus demands to go second. Yeah. So Lassie goes first and then Gus. Well and Lassie then Sean, he was already, already up gone. there. Yeah. Um so they, as they go upstairs, Gus gets stuck. In His, like gets I'm stuck. gonna
1: assume it was like the back of a painting or something. It's like, something I yeah,
0: I, I couldn't tell what it was either. Yeah. And Sean basically leaves him to fend for himself. <laughs> and Gus is not happy. So they get to the room. Just as Juliet has overpowered Alice and is able to... Well,
1: she's gotten hold of the axe now.
0: Right, which which means that she now has a little bit of control and is not going to get hit with an axe. Whatever. (laughs) And so they're able to overpower Alice and take her away, Um, at which point Sean goes back in to rescue Gus, who is still stuck, And is really freaking out over the fact he's taken off his belt and he's waving it all around, I guess, to keep the ghosts away. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what that was for. Um, And then Sean takes over whatever that voice thing was that Alice was using. It was like
1: a little microphone thing. Yeah. Like uh, at the mall, like a little little person doing a, I don't know.
0: Yeah. And starts messing with Gus and Gus is like, Sean.
1: Advertising. That's the word I was thinking of. A person doing advertising for something.
0: At some point in the episode, I forgot to say this, uh, Gooch, the -hmm. woman who's partnered with Lasseter, she ends up suffering from like a cardiac arrest. Yeah. While she was off chasing chasing the guy, the the convenience store guy. And she ends up in the hospital and he, Lasseter says to her, why would you not mention to me that you have a pacemaker and why would you go running after this person and and climb a fence in high heels? And you're the last person that should be doing that. Yeah. And so back uh, at the end of the episode, they're all back at the station and Lassie goes into Chief Vic's office and is like, I cannot work this with this woman again. Yeah.
1: Why did you partner with Like, do you hate me or something? And
0: Chief Vic is like, we totally thought you guys would be two peas in a pod because you're so similar. And he's like, you think I'm like that? And she's like, we all thought that you would get along. Very surprised that you don't and he was kind of upset that that's how they saw him in the future but he he is he's yeah, yeah he very much weird. is like that yeah he's very cranky and you know it's all one way with him and so he leaves chief's chief Vic's office and he's and like he,
1: looking around like sad like, he tries to really? say hi to
0: somebody and they completely ignore him yeah and then he sees sean gus and, and jules sitting at their desk take out. eating takeout again and laughing hysterically and having a good time. And he kind of walks up to them and tries to laugh and kind of get into the conversation. But does not. And it's clearly not working. So he starts to walk away. And God bless the three of them. They call to him, and he turns around, and they throw a fortune cookie at him and let and him he... know that, hey, you're one of us. Yeah. Don't worry. And he gets a little smile on his face as he walks away.
1: And he eats the fortune and cookie. And he eats the fortune cookie. I kind of wish that for whatever reason Sean had like fortune cookies that he had stuffed fortune fortunes into that were like fake and <laughs> jokes and had thrown him that so Laster opens it turns around and be like how could you
0: all right so that's the end of the episode
1: I don't have to say where was the pineapple because nope. we know where it
0: was quite obvious there was also a me the first meme you noticed that this was the first yes. time
1: first time of many that Sean will say, I've heard it both ways. Right. Although in the episode, he said, I've seen it both ways. Right. It doesn't matter.
0: But it's used repetitively yes. throughout the show.
1: Very repetitively. So any references that
0: I did not get that you did? Well, they made the Silence of the Lambs joke. Which I did get. You did get that since you've seen that movie. But yeah, he talked about how we're the we're the Scott Glenn of this movie, um, which made me laugh. And And again, I should have written down the pop culture things but you didn't but i didn't and i really should do a better job of doing that oh at some point when they're at the sorority house they keep asking gus he bud? if he was bud on the cosby show and i think they make that joke joke more than once on the show he
1: i feel like was asked that actually earlier this season i could be wrong though
0: i feel like he was or maybe he was he somebody thought he was Theo. On the Cosby Show, but most definitely, I feel like that Cosby Show joke has been has been, been done. Yeah,
1: I'm sure it'll happen again.
0: Yeah. So as far as writing and casting, this episode had so the girl a lot that, of people a lot of people the girl that played Betty, well the woman that played Betty who was the mean girl's sorority sister mm-hmm. was alexandra breckenridge who's in the who, walking dead uh, a lot of people will recognize as being jesse in the walking dead jesse lived in alexandria she did and is the woman that rick that's the only with.
1: reason that i know her is haircuts
0: Yep. and then crystal lowe played one of the sorority sisters eden and she played eden and she is a hallmark person she's on the sign seal delivered series of movies
1: hallmark taking all my people from psych
0: uh another notable factoid about this is that james Roday rodriguez helped write this episode he co-wrote it really he did Hmm. yeah um i did i just shared it with you i (laughs) know so i remembered this episode uh the first scene that played i was like i feel like i remember this episode And the minute I saw Alice Bundy, I was like, yes, I do remember. So this is a case where I remembered the episode. I remembered it before
1: it even started playing.
0: Can you not let me have one win? No,
1: I can't. I found my Christmas episode.
0: All right. And then uh, the title also has a fun uh, wordplay where it's Bianca's Toast. Mm-hmm. So there's two ways of looking at that. Bianca's Toast because she died in the episode, but also she died in the bath because of a toaster. Yes. So there's a nice little play on words there with Bianca's Toast. And I think that's all I have as far as factoids. There were a couple of things that I said in the episode. I'll talk about that at the end. And now I can't remember them whatsoever. Mm. I should have just talked about them when I you thought of them. thought of them. Yeah. Because there were things I was going to bring up. But we're already 40 minutes in, so I feel like we need to end. This is one of our longest episodes.
1: Well, it's season finale. It makes sense.
0: It does make sense. Plus, you wasted all that time looking for Christmas. Hey.
1: No, I've, I I, sure. I accomplished my goal.
0: And I, I accomplished it. my goal. We got through season one, which, frankly, Ooh, I did not woo. think would happen. <laughs> I Ooh. thought you'd bail.
1: Okay. Love me some psych. I'm not going to bail.
0: <laughs> all right well it's the end of season one we've done the first 15 on to Ooh. season two hopefully you'll stick with it i hopefully mean i'm gonna assume by the time you get here you you're probably gonna keep yeah. listening we'd love to get your feedback if there's anything that you want us to talk about on the show if you have any corrections for us that we've missed something love or gotten something wrong go ahead and share with us you can email us at psyche you at or you can tweet at us At psych you out pod. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Feel free to follow, contact us, whatever. But we hope that you've enjoyed this first season. On to season two. Woo. We'll see you in a few days, everybody.
1: It'll only get better from here. Woo!